Hi, I'm Melissa and welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast where we can normalise the conversation of motherhood and delve into issues that are quite often swept under the rug. Join me every single Tuesday for a brand new episode with a brand new topic. This is a mummy's club you want to be a part of. Hi and welcome back to the Mummy Warriors podcast. I'm your host Melissa and today I am joined by Dr. Fiona who is a traditional Chinese medicine doctor who specializes in fertility. Dr. Fiona helps couples conceive naturally before, during or after IVF. Dr. Fiona, welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast. It's a pleasure having you here today. Thank you for joining and uh, thank you for having me on your program. No problem at all. So I want you to start off by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and who you are. I'm a doctor of Chinese medicine and I've been working in the area of fertility for around 21 years now and it's a special interest of mine. Um, Originally I started off in musculoskeletal injuries because I had a special interest because of my own injury but as it progressed I started working a lot more with women and gynecologically women with periods every woman has a period and most women want to have children so it was like a natural progression for me to start to specialize with my acupuncture and Chinese medicine in the area of fertility. Okay okay so how do you prepare your body mentally physically and emotionally for pregnancy? Well it's a holistic approach you know when you when you come to to see me we look at your diet and lifestyle so a lot of the time there's a bit of a cleanup you know people may have been eating too much sugar and things like that so I try and bake, break it down like a, a fertility diet is really just getting the really basic ingredients, you know, your macros, your protein, your carbs, your fats. Now, a lot of, a lot of diets are so restrictive these days. You know, you've got like paleo diets and all these different diets. Um, and, and, and not to say that they're, they're, they're great, but we also do need carbohydrates to ovulate. So, so a lot of women are restrictive in their carbs. They, they, they're so worried about weight gain and things like that. And so it's about educating women that carbs are not the enemy. It's just about understanding how to eat carbs and yeah. things like that. So, and it's also getting the right balance of the proteins because you need, they're the building blocks, you know, to prepare the uterine lining and also to mature and nourish the follicles. And then you mm-hmm. also need the healthy fats. So it's basically getting a diet where it's, it's consisting of everything. You know, it, it's all the colors of the rainbow. Nothing mm-hmm. exists in isolation. We're not taking out food groups and restricting food groups when it comes to fertility because all those things are essential. Like even with pulses, if you look at pulses, like they almost look like kidneys, you know, like kidney yeah. beans. And Mm -hmm. they are a great foundation for, you know, carbohydrate and and protein and nutrition and their building blocks as well for, um, you know, for building fertility and nutrition. So, so we add all the elements um, and it's like, if I try and say to people, you prepare your plate, it's like a, a rainbow. Can you see the colors of the rainbow? So lots of veggies, lots of fruits, seeds, nuts, you know, protein, carbs, fats. So it's literally including everything, but it's getting the right balance of things. So that's one aspect. That's the physical. Then it's mm-hmm. like the mental aspect. A lot of women start this process and they start from a, a position of, yeah, I'm going to fail. So they plan to fail and they start with a negative mindset. 
So what I tend to do is, is to prepare their mindset to open up their heart and open up their emotions and allow them to believe and to dream that it's actually possible. Because a lot of women are in so much fear and so much doubt that you can't create a baby if you have so much doubt and fear. So no. what it does is it shuts down it shuts down so many mechanisms in the body. In Chinese medicine, there's a connection between the heart and the uterus. So it's about opening up the heart because if the heart's open, the uterus is open. So we've got to act as like in this this like an like an antenna. <laughs> I yeah. always say you've got to be this giant antenna. So you've got to dream it and envision it. So I get women to cultivate um, a dream. And I get them to use all their senses, like think of a future time and place. Think of a future time and place where you can you can see you, yourself in utero or pregnant or a future memory with your newborn. And then I add all the different elements. So what can you hear? What can you smell? What can you taste? What's tangible? What can you touch? So they might be walking along the boardwalk. It might be summer. They can smell jasmine in the air and they're feeling joy. And so you start to open up the heart and the mindset with this positive visualization and the subconscious doesn't know the difference. And so right. what we tend to do is we, we move towards that. But what I'm seeing is a lot of women in fertility and, and they feel broken because they've been trying for so long. They have so much fear. They have so much doubt that they, they actually shut down. And so the subconscious just, it, it plans to fail every time. So it's setting yourself up for failure every so time. Not. Whereas I'm setting, opening it up for optimism. Right. You've got to think it, you've got to dream it, and then you manifest it. Right. So I was going to say this, <laughs> the same thing, like basically because of the disappointment that they've been through before they come to see you, they're kind totally. of manifesting their own fate of not getting pregnant in the first place. Exactly, precisely. And then the third thing is spiritually. So they can be a lot of the time, you know, we often have trauma in our lives mm -hmm. and trauma can paralyze the entire, um, you know, in, in organism. You know, it, trauma can affect the mind. It can affect the, the, body, the body's ability to um, ovulate, to have a regular cycle because it affects the sleep cycle. So I then go into trauma. So you may have had birth trauma. You could have had sexual abuse trauma. There could have been something that happened to you in your upbringing. There could be a dynamic that's breaking down in your relationship. So it's understanding trauma in the life. And there may not be trauma, but sometimes it could be just even just the stress of trying to conceive for so many years is a state of trauma. And you, when you're in a perpetual state of trauma, what that does is it, it impacts the nervous system. And then the nervous system controls everything. So it's like we've kind of got to claw everything back. So Chinese yeah. medicine, it really works on so many layers. So it's like literally peeling the layers off. So the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, the metaphysical, you know, mm -hmm. and um, it's, it's really working on all those different systems. So we'll work with Chinese hers. We work with diet and lifestyle, breathing techniques, um, you know, there's, there's so many things that we do, like femoral massage, these ancient techniques which help get you the circulation into the reproductive organs. We've got castor oil packs. There's, there's just so many elements to this fertility work. It's just there's not one road. Yeah. <laughs> so many. Yeah. So many tears. 
So, so, so I've been um, getting to learn from you that there is like literally, I guess you just strip everything back to basic, right? Kind of to the core being and then yeah. building them back up again to, to be able to succeed with getting pregnant. Um, another point that you made was how to include, how to improve your egg quality. What are some of the recommendations that you have in, in terms of that? Well, egg quality, you know, as we as we age, clearly egg 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 eggs um, decline with age. So, you know, we're always working against the clock. But the thing is, you're you, we're born with the with a primordial pool of eggs, right? Now, nothing changes from that pool. It's when they start to circulate in the internal environment. Now, that internal environment is affected by, you know, smoking, alcohol, mm -hmm. caffeine, you know, whether you're sleeping right, um, you know, uh, nutrition supplements. So taking the right supplements and making sure that you're getting, you know, your essential fatty acid, glutathione, vitamin D, you know, it could be a whole hist of, of supplements that we use, like your prenatal, zinc, selenium. Um, there's, there's a whole list of supplements that you can take. DHEA is another one, um, vitamin C. And it's about stacking it up. So it's not only just looking at, am I eating, am I eating those foods as well? Because part of it is like, all right, you can supplement with, with supplements, but nutrition is far superior than any supplement right. you can ever. Right. And I think that's where that's where people misunderstand. They just think I'll take my I'll take it in a supplement, but I would prefer you to eat the wild caught Atlantic salmon, or do you know what I mean? I'd rather that you have your organic um, farmed meat and have your lean proteins and make up your quinoa and stir fry vegetables and get your glutathione foods through you know your brassicas and your leafy greens and do you know what I mean? So understanding what nutrition does for the body and how it helps egg quality. And then it's other things like um, meditative breathing, um, visualizations, affirmations, you know, EFT tapping. So you can even go into some one. tapping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Emotional freedom technique. So the tapping, we use the acupuncture points and all of these points open up the, the conception vessel and help us really just keep the energy flowing like all roads lead to the uterus <laughs> i did a post today it was like big uterus energy for this full moon and it's like yeah. literally uterus it's all about the uterus and, and in chinese medicine we call the uterus the palace for the child so yeah. when we're working with egg quality it's a real holistic approach so you could you could apply acupuncture but it could be any energy medicine if you're into kinesiology or if you're into Reiki or even massage, lymphatic mm -hmm. massage, reflexology, anything that's going to move your energy, Qigong, Tai Chi, those kinds of things, mm -hmm. all of this enhances your egg quality. But the pillars are really sleep, nutrition, supplements, acupuncture, castor oil packs, femoral massage to just break it down into the simplicity. Right. And then with that being said, you say that there's a global decline of sperm and what men can do to, I guess, increase the quality of their sperm um, and just increase their, their sperm count in general. Oh, yeah. Like we've 
back in the day when I first started, we didn't even really discuss sperm. It was all so focused and orientated on the woman. But now we're seeing a lot of male factor issues, issues with motility, morphology. Like back in the day, you know, 10 years ago, the WHO said um, good sperm was around 14% morphology. Now they've reduced that to 4%. So, you know, you can see that decline over 40 years has reduced. It's reduced like tenfold. So the things that men need to do and, and look at is, you know, mobile phones out of the pocket because that affects the, the sperm quality and it can yeah. fragment the DNA. So also I had one gentleman, he was had his laptop on his, on his lap for years and years and years. And he had, he was only about 21, but he had literally zero, azuspermia, like literally. It was wow. of such poor quality sperm and it was from the laptop on the lap. Other things are like um, nylon underwear. So you want to swap it with for cotton underwear so that the testicles are, are free hanging and cooler. So and um, <laughs> and that is like <laughs> cleaning the pipes, you know. It's important yeah. that you use it or you lose it. So we need to clean the pipes for that DNA fragmentation. Uh -huh. And then it's going into the nutrition. So avoiding things like smoking, alcohol, caffeine, mm -hmm. like all of that affects the parameters of the sperm. It affects how swimmers swim, you know. Wow. So anything that affects that. So. That's the one thing where we do a bit of a cleanup. Then it's like looking at environmental toxins, BPAs, um, you know, uh, uh, nutrition. You know, a lot of men, they tend to eat a lot of takeaway food. So, again, okay. it's coming back to the building blocks. Are they getting the right macros, the carbs, the fats, the protein? Are they wow. eating the right nutrition for their glutathione and the mitochondria? And or are they getting a rainbow of colours of food on their plate? Yeah. So healthy nutrition is so important. Yes, and, and then understandably taking a male supplement, you know, a preconception multi with folate, zinc, selenium, these are all important things for sperm, tribulus, L-carnitine, um, essential fatty acids, vitamin D, vitamin C. So, again, with the male, we treat it very similar to the female. It's a, it's a really holistic approach. Are they sleeping well? Do you know, are they getting enough quality sleep and hydration? So important for sperm right. as it is for as it is for cervical mucus. So water, so many people are so depleted in water. So, you know, you say six to eight glasses and people go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But really they're only getting one to two. And it's a lot strange. of people, most people are so dehydrated. So when it comes to sperm, you've got to think hydration, hydration, hydration. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that you make a point for both male and female, because I feel like there is a lot of emphasis on the woman's health, but really and truly we need those healthy sperms to for everything to get started, you know? So mm, I really absolutely. think it's good that you emphasize both on the male's health as well. Well, it's a, it's a partnership, you know, and this, this is the part of it then. It's teamwork. It takes mm -hmm. two people to make a baby. So yeah. it needs 50% of the male and 50% of the female. And nowadays it's important, like one of the first things that I do when I'm working with couples, the first test that I will get you to organise is a semen analysis. 
because it's really quite easy to fix those parameters of sperm, you know, fixing it, you know, adding in a tra- some trail nuts like selenium, like Brazil nuts, goji berries, do you know what I mean? And more avocados, bananas, like there's, there's certain things men can do in that just in, in their snacks that can help their sperm, you know, pumpkin seeds, pepitas. Uh, it's, it's like doing a, a trail mix of nuts and seeds. So mm-hmm. You can fix things because it, it takes, you know, roughly 90 to 100 days for sperm cells to the spermatogenesis the, for them to develop. And so, so, and it's like even with egg cells, it's the same time. So everything needs to be, what do you have you done for three months prior to when you're trying to conceive? So we like to give it three to six months of you readjusting and making those improvements and then what you see is three months on. It's like what you, so it's, everything's in reverse. So it's what you do now. And then in three months time, you'll see the benefit of it. Right. right. And that's what men have to remember. It doesn't just happen straight away. Mm-hmm. So it's a process and effectively. A, effectively. Absolutely. And everyone, I think we live in this Ferrari lifestyle. Everything's now where it's, we're in a latte lifestyle, short black espresso. Let's go. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> let's take out the caffeine, <laughs> slow yeah. down, come back into the present and, um, and rewind. It's, it's, it takes time. Yeah. But three months yeah. is not a long time to invest you know, and if you can make those necessary changes, it just means that you need less intervention down the track, Right. you know, and you right. may be able to avoid even, you know, IVF and things like that. Exactly. Or yeah, totally. Exactly. Another point that you make is overcoming baby making sex and connecting with the five languages of love. Could you emphasize more on that? Well, Dr. Gary Chapman wrote a book and it was called The Five Languages of Love. I was just blown away by that because I think you could apply it to anything in life, any relationship, whether it's male or female or even a friendship, even with your children. Um, Basically, those five languages of love are all about understanding and how we communicate and express love and receive love to one another. So, you know, there is words of affirmation, there is gift giving, quality time, acts of service, and I can't remember the fifth one, but it's all about finding out what that language of love is and then communicating that with your partner. So for me, for example, how I give love is through acts of service and through gift giving. I love giving gifts to people, but how I receive love is through words of affirmation. So if you say something really nice to me or if you give me a massage, I'm like butter in your fingers, you know? (laughs) So if my husband wants to turn on the heat in the bedroom, then he knows come and give me a massage or write me a love note or stick a a sticky note on the fridge, something romantic, and then I'm yours forever. Uh So I get people to really tap into those five languages of love and tune into each other because baby making sex can be so repetitive. And also, you know, the thing that I take out of the equation is the word ovulation. Men do not want to hear that. Yeah, They do not want to hear that word because ovulation almost sends the sperm the opposite way, right? Right. right. Men feel they're being used for their sperm and they're very mm-hmm. sensitive. A bit like us, we're all sensitive. And I think mm-hmm. that's the part with the five languages of love and the brilliance of Dr. Gary Chapman is that it's about 
being able to embrace those ways of communicating so you don't have to mention ovulation and I'm in the fertile zone. So we take all of that lingo out and we use these other ways to communicate sex and love and intimacy. So you could be having quality time in the bath or quality time, you know, walking along the beach together, just spending time, a picnic, a romantic picnic. And it's like building that love in a different way. And and that's what we need to build those bonds again. Because when you've been trying to conceive sometimes one year, five years, sometimes, you know, I've had people that have been trying for 19 years. Wow. So imagine 19 years of that. Yeah. So sex and love and intimacy can go out the door. So that's where I want to, you know, spark it up again. And I just mm-hmm. find that's a, a really nice way. Another door is through Tantra, you know, breathing techniques, tuning in. But it's sometimes I think a lot of people get a bit afraid of that word Tantra. Yeah. They just think it's yeah. kinky sex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was starting to think so. <laughs> Tantra is all about relating. It's about connection. So it's about, you know, soul gazing and breathing with each other and tantric massage. So it's all about bonding. But I think the word, the the word people get scared of Tantra, but Dr. Gary Chapman uses it in a different way. So it's a bit more like, oh, that's not so scary. Mm -hmm. I can communicate my language of love with you, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good point as well. Definitely. um, the sex love and intimacy because again i'm assuming you well you would know more more than me with your clients that it must be quite um not natural when you're you're just having sex to have a baby it it, it's very methodical and very one two yeah and the other thing i get people to do is just change the routine so, you know, if you use, if it's normally lights out, let's go um, put the candle on or let's, let's, let's wake up and have morning sex. And, mm-hmm. you know, because testosterone is high for women in the morning. So it's a good time to actually get the job done. Like then it's a tick in the box. It's like, we've achieved it. We've achieved the yeah. task. Right? Yeah. And it's the first thing up. I don't have to think about it for the rest of the day. Exactly. <laughs> um, now, how do you help couples or how can you help couples come to terms with fertility issues? So when there's an issue, for example, if there's a diagnosis, it's, under, it's to understand that a diagnosis is just a moment in time. And like anything, you've evolved to this place for a reason. So it's about dis, 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 disarming it because I think people think they've got an issue and it's there for life. But the thing is, we can correct those imperfections, you know, Mm -hmm. those deficiencies or, you know, it could be whether it's the issues with the sperm. But if you follow this trajectory, you'll see an improvement. Or if you take these herbs and follow the acupuncture and do it weekly, you know, Mm -hmm. you will start to make some changes in the hormonal balance. We'll start Mm -hmm. to see the reproductive organs start to function more optimally. So... I don't like the term a diagnosis. It's just, it's, it's, a, it's an ugly word and people get so attached mm-hmm. to their diagnosis. And I always say, I always say, don't be defined by the diagnosis and everything has the potentiality to change because we are organic living matter. Like everything can shift and change with the right, you know, ingredients. 
you know, if you put in the right ingredients, it's like baking a cake. If you follow the recipe, do you know, there's yeah. the ingredients, there's the method. Voila, we have a flourless chocolate cake. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I try, I try and lighten it up a bit because people get so, oh, yeah, and they feel they feel beaten. And so I say put take take away the bat, put the bat down. <laughs> That's not yeah. what defines you. That's not who you are. That's just a moment in time. And from this moment forward, things are about to change as you make the choices. And the other thing, I, I love simplicity. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Yeah. And insanity yeah. is when you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. <laughs> yeah. If you make the changes, you're going to see a different outcome. And when people start to see the changes and feel the changes and they can see it on their chart, because I have I have things where there's statistical analysis. So the BBT charting helps me map the hormones. It helps me map the cycle. Do you know what I mean? And then we've got tongue diagnosis in Chinese medicine. So I take pictures of people's tongues and they can see the changes when they've, you know, when they've been taking their herbs, their supplements, they're following the nutrition. And then they see the change. They go, oh, wow, look at the chart, look at the tongue. Look how I, and then it's like, how are you feeling? How's your sex life? Do you know, everything's on the improve. And, And so we start to break it down. So then all of a sudden that diagnosis is so past tense yeah it becomes a distant memory yeah i mean i'm in the business of metamorphosis you know like i i give people wings to fly and i love that i love watching that transformation and the reason i love what i do is because i get to see it happen every day i see change every day and the beautiful thing about being human is that we are subject to change (laughs) and the only constant is change itself yeah, and I, I love that analogy as well, and which actually brought me to the point I wanted to ask, with your profession, do you ever get clients that are like so stubborn to the process where you take a few steps forward and then you have to take a few steps back and then you have to take a few steps forward and finally yeah. after doing that dance a few times, they're like, I, I get it now, like, I get it. Absolutely. And you know what, the thing is, I would love to be able to fast track everyone. And I always see the best version of them and see where they could be exponentially from here and now. However, you know, we've got to take into account your process and your journey is your journey. So I have to respect the the saboteur in you because <laughs> we all have it. In, you know, we all yep. have the saboteur. And, and, and sometimes it's about taking that step back Sometimes they might take three or four, but I'm going to hold your hand. I'm going to be back there when you take those steps back and I'm going to bring you forward. And, mm-hmm. you know, everyone works at their own pace. And, it, you know, it's, I have to respect the process and expect mm-hmm. it. But, you know, at the same time, if someone is completely sabotaging and the pattern is the same, then yeah. I'll show them the pattern, you know, through charts oh. and and mm-hmm. and you know we're back here again and it's we're six months down the track where we could be here so if you keep going this way we're still going to be here in six months right, right. and maybe now, a lot you... of time it's fear as well you know yeah. fear of change fear of success there we go <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you see it a lot 
that um, I have women that get pregnant. They are so afraid to enjoy that process because yeah. they've struggled for so long. They don't know how to enjoy the success. And that's then the next challenge. You know, yeah. people think get pregnant, it's over. No, but then it's the next 12 weeks. The next 12 weeks are, are as big of a hurdle as getting pregnant. Because in that 12 weeks, you've got the the risk of miscarriage. You've got all the things that can happen. So there's so much fear and trepidation in that first 11 weeks till they get that first 11-week scan. Mm -hmm. So the journey doesn't end. It just, it keeps on going. Yeah. So the tools I teach people is about embracing where they are at here and now. And then, so when they get to the first trimester, then there's the second trimester. And then the third trimester is the birth prep. And that comes with its own fear and anxiety and trepidation. So mm-hmm. it's like the journey never ends. And then when the baby's born, then you become a parent. There's the next journey. So the learning never stops. Never, never. And the self-doubt and the fear and the anxiety never stops. So it's about learning the tools and the strategies and the techniques, be it through acupuncture, be it through lifestyle, nutrition, all the pillars, you know, hydration yeah <laughs> all your supplements it doesn't it doesn't really stop no. for the for the lifespan which actually blends in quite well with the next point is how do you help your clients and obviously potential clients deal with stress and anxiety of with repeated setbacks yeah so repeated setbacks i mean that this is part of it i like to um you know, the setback for me, I find, is when women menstruate, you know, day one of their period. They, you see on their chart, the temperature's dropping, the decline in progesterone. So, you know, the, the period is imminent. And that brings, it's, this, it's just this drop, you know, like it's almost just you've fallen off a cliff. So I allow people to have one day. And I like to call it out of themselves. Like, let's give her a name. What's a name for that sad feeling depressed, angry, irritable, you know, mine might, it might be negative Nancy, my, you know, mine's called, I call mine Pollyanna. We all have those down days. Yeah. So I get people to name, name that, what would she, what would we call her, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had a lady today, she called her Suka. And I go, mm-hmm. how would we talk to Suka? So you might want to placate Suka and let her be a Suka for the mm-hmm. day one. But then we're going to mock her after if because we don't want you to stay in that state. Yeah. So then you can start to say, come on, Sukha, let's snap out of it. Time to let it go. Roll it into a ball, Sukha, and, and let it go. And when you call it out of yourself, you start to separate from it. Like mm-hmm. when you're going, Sukha, 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 and you can mock her. Yeah. <laughs> or you can go, come, come on, Sukha, do you need a melting hug? Come mm-hmm. on, Sukha. So you can be compassionate, but you know that Sukha's not really you. It's not who you are. It doesn't define you, right? So I like to name it. Naming it separates you from it. And then you have fun with her, you know, have fun with Pollyanna. It's a Pollyanna day today. I'm going to allow Pollyanna to be sad. You can have chocolate today. You can hit the effort button. (laughs) The bucket button. Yeah. (laughs) You can do whatever to your heart's desires, you know. Have a life day. Let's call it a life day. Mm-hmm. where you allow yourself to grieve because I think repressing those emotions is is also stifling. It's yeah, important to it let is. tears flow. 
So I encourage, I encourage all of my patients to bless their tears. If you cry, I get them to bless them and put them on their third eye. Honor your tears because they are sacred and they give you space. They create space. When you're trying to hold it together, let it go. It's like give yourself some breathing space. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do something nice for yourself. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad that you make it a part of your your practice for uh, your clients to honour their sadness and tears because sometimes I feel like there's some shame with wanting just to press that effort button for that day. (laughs) for example, t- today, you know, being a full moon, like I, I get my patients to do a full moon ritual. So it could be something sacred, like write down the five things you want to let go of, write it down, right? Negativity, anger, the loss of this, you know, this potential cycle, um, it, whatever it is, and then burn it. It's a Buddhist technique, but literally burning it, 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 it frees you and it moves the energy. So, and then it's like light a candle, and do something sacred for yourself. So whatever that release thing is, some women like to have a massage. Some women like to go to a movie. Some women, some women like to watch sad movies like Steel Magnolias with a box of tissues and, you know, yeah. let the tears go, yeah. you know. <laughs> Don't be afraid to cry. And I embrace that. Um, but then use the self-care. Use it as a time of self-care. You know, go on a romantic date with your partner, go and watch a nice movie or go somewhere scenic, have a picnic, you know, make it sacred mm-hmm. because then we're beginning the cycle again. So I allow that. It's like the stages of death and dying. So you go through the anger, you go through the denial, you go through mm-hmm. the bargaining and then allow yourself to go through all those stages of death and dying and then you get to a place of acceptance and then you're ready to begin the f- process again. Right, right. You've got to honour those elements. Yeah. I mean, when, even you speaking about it, it sounds like there's a lot of steps, but it also sounds life-changing too, like way mm. beyond the fertility journey, way beyond um, just getting pregnant, a lot deeper than like... If you see what I mean, you go into to sort of get pregnant well, and then you end up really kind of rediscovering yourself. 100%. And so I will utilize even things like breathing techniques. I, I'm a yoga instructor, so I'll, I'll do things that calm the nervous system. We do alternate nostril breathing. We do another breath called Brahmari, which is a bumblebee breath calms the nervous system. I teach women how to breathe because in the process of trauma, you tend to... Mm-hmm. Hold your breath. So mm-hmm. I know it sounds really crazy, but teaching women how to even just breathe into their belly, lower diaphragmatic breathing. So mm-hmm. bre- breath work. I teach Qigong because I find those movements, they open up, you know, all the meridians and all the channels. Because a lot of women that I'm working with internationally don't have access to acupuncture or energy work or healers. So mm-hmm. I teach them to use their own hands, like use points. Like we have a point called pericardium eight it's called laogong when you bring your hand into a fist mm-hmm. where your second finger ends right in between those metacarpal bones there's a point of depression in there it's a fire point so we use laogong and you can use those points over the acupuncture points and it can oh, heal wow. you yeah so you can r- even rub your hands together rub your hands mm-hmm. together you can warm up laogong and then for example put one hand on your heart and then one hand on your belly button. 
like and that's your umbilical cord wow and you just breathe into your belly and then your hands become like acupuncture needles so you uh-huh. use the power of your hands. and like if you're on your ankle like we've got kidney points on your on your ankle like there's a point just beside the ankle joint right uh-huh. on the, on the inside of the ankle beside just next to the achilles kidney three if you put laogong over kidney three, you can feel the fire and kidney three, you know, it's an earth point, but you can almost feel the coolness of the foot under the hand. Mm-hmm. And laogong is going to warm it up and build the heat in the kidney channel. Mm-hmm. So it's an earth point, but it's it's on the kidney meridian, which is the foundation for growth, reproduction, development. And it's a point that we use for implantation, um, for yin deficiency, for developing wow. immature follicles and things like that. So using using your own body, it's powerful. Yeah. You know, we all have the gift of God in our hands, you know, healing hands. Mm-hmm. So I teach people about the meridians and the energies and then I teach them how to work with it on themselves. Yeah, I think that's a good thing as well. You mentioned in energies because people don't realize. I know it's becoming more of a thing, like people start to pay attention, but people don't realize how much, how powerful energy is and right. how we connect it to each other. So we can feed off and read each other's energy. And that's obviously, I'm assuming, would be important with your clinic because. They have to connect with their partner if they're trying to ultimately reach the same goal. Correct. Yeah. And part of it is like getting that those energies to the frequency because often the frequency can be really out. There's a mm-hmm. disconnect, mm-hmm. you know. So, And this is the thing. I get an umbilical cord with my patients. I feel so connected to them. I become like a lifeline to them. Mm-hmm. And that's the I go on the journey with them as if it's I'm having that journey with them. So it's deep, it's deeply personal this week, this work that I do. And, um, you know, it's very, it's so holistic. It's not a linear process. I think that's mm-hmm. the hardest part to understand. Yeah. And I could, I could imagine how elated you feel once they, you know, the ba- there must be a lot of babies that have passed through your clinic. Yeah, that's Basically. right. <laughs> so, <laughs> All in- different sizes and you know it is it's the best reward in the world it's the greatest of highs the lowest of lows Mm -hmm. but I go on that journey and I can hold that space with people I am so empathic that I can hold the space I don't take it on but I can sit with it right and I can and we and I'm about transmuting it with them so Mm -hmm. together we transmute it they clearly they do the work I'm just a conduit. I'm just offering tools and strategies to create shift. Right. Again, which I think is amazing. And Dr. Fiona, I want to say thank you so much for being so informative and giving us a little look into your practice and looking at fertility from a different point of view. As I've definitely learned things myself, even though I'm not trying to get pregnant or anything like that, but just as a woman, things that I could work on for my own health. But I'd love you to tell our listeners exactly where they can find you and information about where you know, they can find your page and your services if they need to reach out. Yes, if you want to reach out, I'm on Instagram, dr.fionatasoni. I'm also on Facebook and I've got a private Facebook um, group and it's an opportunity for women to come together and it doesn't matter what stage of the journey they're in and it's called the Pregnancy Accelerator Program 
And I've also got a website, pregnancyaccelerator.com, that you can find me on. So you can follow the program or you can join for free and get lots of value out of the Facebook group. Amazing. Dr. Fiona, thank you so much for your time today. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you. It's been an honour to be here, Melissa. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening in to this week's episode. Feel free to leave a comment, like and share this episode. If you want a chance to be a guest on the show, all you have to do is send me a DM on my Instagram, which is at the Mummy Warriors. See you next week.